0: Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for joining us. A dead period is upon us once again after a frenzied month of June filled with four official visit weekends, camps, showcases, on-campus evaluations, you name it. And now we shift our focus to one of the biggest events of the summer. That would be the Elite 11 Finals. I am joined by National Recruiting Analyst Greg Biggins, and we're here to give you a quick preview of the event, which is set to kick off Wednesday in Los Angeles in our backyard. Greg, how are we doing? We're doing good, man. We're the only two guys that don't have to get on a plane to come out for this. We have to protect our turf, GB. It's me and you out here. We have to show the 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 rest of the twenty four seven analysts a good time while they're out here and, and obviously yes. it's gonna be a big event. It's it's always one of the bigger events of the summer, the premier quarterbacks in the country, all gathering for a chance to be a part of that prestigious group and to be named among the elite 11. And before we get into the roster and before we start to look at maybe some of the topics that we're going to be looking into this this week, give us a, a rundown for the fans that maybe haven't haven't attended or haven't been able to really do a deep dive into what the elite 11 entails the event as a whole is not only just throwing but they do a lot of other stuff off the field as well
1: they do my last year was student sports slash elite 11 was Trent Dilfer's first year and I enjoyed working with Trent but he kind of took it to a different level and made it not just about on the field when we first came up with 11 was it strictly training no media was allowed to be there we wanted these kids to be able to throw without worrying about a ranking or a star or whatnot so media was kept out and it was just hey you're going to look uncomfortable you're going to be put in awkward situations but that's okay so that was the original plan and it's always just been about trying to develop quarterbacks and then so there's always a chalk talk portion to help these kids and you know when it comes to reading coverages and concepts and defenses and all that that's so much of the game and so uh, I think when Trent came in and that crew they kind of took that to even a deeper level. And so now it's not just on the field. It's not just, you know, chalk talk. It's about trying to make the kids, you know, better kids, better people, you know, with the never give up that, you know, Brendan Huffman was involved in and just, you know, giving the, uh, you know, giving the guys some knowledge about what to do and what not to do and, you know, how to treat women and all that kind of stuff. There's a whole lot of value and in, in not just throwing, but becoming a, a more well-rounded person. Forget quarterback. It's about kind of helping you. So this week, though, we'll talk, you know, mainly about what the event is. You know, it's um, you know, it's an opportunity to see these guys in, in a lot of different settings. There's going to be. You know, your pro day setting, which is kind of think of that when you watch a, a pro day, a Zach Wilson or, you know, a Justin Fields. It's all those same routes. It's the route tree. It's the deep balls, the outs, you know, the short stuff, the screens. And uh, they're going to be great on every throw. There's going to be a seven on seven portion. So there is going to be a defense. It wasn't that last year at last year's kind of modified elite 11. But this year there will be a seven on seven defense out there. So, again, it's quick reads. It's, uh, you know, being graded on on how you can get the ball down the field and score, hopefully. And then there's also going to be a, a training part of it. Again, it's, it's, it's routes, it's knowing. Here's the thing, Blair, and I just told this story, kind of talking with Sam Webb a couple of weeks ago. There was a quarterback, I'm not going to embarrass him, but there was a quarterback at a time he was going to Michigan, and he was just ripping every single throw. And then the end of the day, he was not one of the 12, one of the 11. And they asked, hey, what happened to, to this guy? And the problem was, well, he got a lot of scrimmage, and he called the wrong play every time. He called the wrong protection, and he threw the ball to the wrong receiver. He looked the part from people in the stands, but he did everything wrong. So it's not just about throwing the ball accurately with a little bit of zip. It's you got to know where you're going with the ball. You got to make the right call, make the right read. So there's a lot that goes into this camp and it's fun for us to cover it, but we only get to see a little bit of what really goes on behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, it's, it's always when we get to see and and what we get to visualize in terms of what happens on the field, I always like to see the competitiveness, but also I like to see some of the quarterbacks bring up other guys, right? They're pushing each other to to be better. Guy will make a throw and then the next guy up in that same drill wants to make a better throw. Then the guy after that wants to make a better throw. I've, I've always really enjoyed kind of seeing some of those inner competitions. I know all these guys are friends and, and for the most part, they're going to become a family of sorts this week as the elite 11 kicks off but i know that they all want to be the best player they want to be the best quarterback and i'm always interested to see some of those little mini battles during the drills let's go into the the roster greg uh quinn ewers at the top the number one player in the 2022 class committed ohio state we got Walker Howard committed to LSU. Ty Simpson committed to Alabama. Connor Wiegman committed to Texas A&M. Cade Klubnick committed to Clemson. A.J. Duffy committed to Florida State. Malik Murphy, he's committed to Texas. Gavin Wimsat committed to Rutgers. Drew Aller committed to Penn State. Ja'Curie Brown committed to Miami. Holden Garner committed to Auburn. Nick Evers committed to Florida. Devin Brown committed to USC. Taven Jackson committed to Tennessee. Caden Hauser committed to committed to Michigan State. A.J. Swan, committed to Maryland. Zach Pyron, committed to Baylor. Nate Johnson, he's committed to Utah. Tevin Carter, Luch- Luther Richardson are two uncommitted prospects in the Elite 11 Finals. Obviously... A lot of competition, uh, I think an event that a lot of these quarterbacks have been looking forward to for not just a, a few months or a year, but this is one of those to-do lists, right? One of those itinerary things that you put in on your bucket list. If you're a quarterback and you have those dreams of playing big time, you know, big time power five, uh, you know, college football, you have this on your list as you're growing up and you're as you're developing as a quarterback, you always want to make it to the elite 11 finals.
1: No, no doubt. You almost said Pac-12 football, didn't you, Blair, your little West Coast homer, you? No one wants to play Pac-12 football. Let's be real. Everybody wants to play in the Pac-12, don't they? Nah, not so much. That's another topic. I mean, I think there's, this is an event that's been so well branded. And, it's, and it, honestly, it's a great event. There's so many events out there. Where, you know, I don't get what you gain by going to it. This is different. This is educational. This makes you better on the field and off the field. So if you get a chance to come out to the Elite 11, again, this isn't, you know, me just brown-nosing. I was a part of it. I was on that side for a lot of years. And There's so much good that comes out of it. So I think it's a chance to develop as a quarterback, to make you better, make you a more well-rounded person, more well-rounded quarterback. So they, do a, they really do do a good job with the event.
0: Let's get into maybe some of the guys that have the most to gain. And I'll start it off with Devin Brown. He's the high three-star prospect in the 24-7 sports rankings. Originally from the state of Arizona, is now going to play a senior season in the state of Utah. Committed to USC late last year. And I think for the most part, He's been a bit slept on, I, I want to say. I know we don't like to use Blair, that phrase. You just used and the I- word slept
1: on. Do not <laughs> use that word slept on, Blair. That's like the worst thing you could possibly say. I hate that word. <laughs> just not giving enough credit. He's not giving enough credit for, for if he's going to USC for crying out loud. He's a baller. He-
0: Right. So he's not in the top 24 seven and he's not a a four star prospect yet, but he does have that to gain this week. And here's why this is a player who, for the most part, hasn't been super productive at the high school level. But according to what we saw at the Houston Regional in the Little M finals, to get himself to the Little M finals, sorry, he. He has really made strides in terms of, of his arm strength. And I say that he's been slept on because people at USC and, and the the fan base there, they are coming off of a high in the 2021 class where they just signed two four-star quarterbacks. That would be Miller Moss, a local prospect, and Jackson Dart, who just so happened to be the Gatorade National Player of the Year. And so you're sandwiching those two in between what could be a really elite 2023 prospect. It reminds me of what Keen Slovis had had to go through in his recruiting process, right? JT Daniels had just signed and had been uh, on campus at USC. Obviously, he's now at Georgia and is one of the Heisman hopefuls and in the 20 uh the 2019 class, I believe. They had already gotten a commitment from Bryce Young, a five-star quarterback locally. So Keaton Slovis dealt with this in a way. He, no one really kind of paid him a lot of attention. But I feel like Devin Brown has an opportunity this week to gain a lot to to maybe rise in, in the rankings and, and potentially put a stamp next to his name and say, hey, like I'm going to be a legit player in this looming QB battle to take over for Keaton Slovis once I get on campus.
1: I think there is some similarities, not just because the Arizona background, although he's, you know, at Utah now, but there is some similarities. You know, Slovis, people will say, oh, you guys had him a three-star, and they'll kind of take a shot at the ranking. But, I mean, we had seen Slovis, you know, multiple times, saw him at the final Elite 11. I believe it was at UNLV, and, I mean, he, he was good, but he wasn't a guy that just ever wowed you with tools. And then he went out and, you know, had a really strong senior year, and and, and he's gone in and, and balled at USC. So, I mean, you got to say God bless the kid, but... You know, I think same thing with Brown. He, he's a guy who I hate that word slept on because, you know, I just feel like most of the time people aren't slept on. You're just not as good as you think you are. But obviously Devin is very good. USC had a chance to get multiple quarterbacks. They had a lot of guys that were on their board. And and some of them, I think if they pushed hard, they probably could have gotten they chose Devin and USC. I think they've proven over the years that they're pretty good when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks. So I'm excited to see him on this stage. I wasn't at the Elite 11 in Houston. Our guys were and they raved about him and thought he was a top three guy and he got the he got the golden ticket. So yeah, I'm excited to see him as well. You
0: have a a few other guys on on your list that you're looking forward to seeing that could potentially continue to see their stock rise. One of them would be Zach Pyron, who you're really high on.
1: That's my guy right there. And I just, I was at the Elite 11 in Nashville and he just immediately jumped out. I mean, he's got the red hair, you know, going to go old school beach volleyball because we are going to be at Maricosta, which is the capital of the beach volleyball capital of the world, Blair. And so little Steve Timmons, big red, Zach Pyron. And he he immediately jumped out for me. There were some other guys that were there that, you know, had the bigger reputations. But for me, I thought Zach Pyron was the most consistent guy. Uh, I love the size. I love the ability to move around. Uh, I love the release. I just love his makeup, man. Just talking to him and why he chose Baylor and his family background. I and mean, the guy's a dude. And right now we have him as an 89, which I, I like that rating because the film checks out for sure. We elevated him. I forgot what he was before, but we gave him a pretty nice bump to an 89, which is if you're 90 is that four-star cutoff, and we don't want to jump a guy to a four-star status based just on camps, or especially just based on a, a small sample size for me, which was that Elite Eleven in Nashville. But if he comes out and rips it on this stage at Miracosta High School Wednesday to Saturday, blood, then I'm definitely going to bend the table, saying Zach Pyron, you know, he's he's got to be in that four-star range right now. Let's do this. So not to put any pressure on the kid, I don't I don't think he feels it, but. I do think if he goes out and rips it, he's definitely his body of work now is he's definitely worthy of that four star bump.
0: I see a little Chase Budinger to him too, if you're if you're talking redheads.
1: Chase Budinger as well, another guy who's playing beach volleyball. We we might actually see Chase Budinger Blair out there if we kind of venture a little bit to Manhattan Beach, which is down the street from Miracosta. That would not be uh, I would not be shocked to see Chase out there banging some balls.
0: I know you're excited to to see Quinn Ewers, and he's the Ohio State commit, the number one player in the 2022 class. But before we get to him, uh, there's another player who you feel has a has a chance to really rise in the rankings and and you know kind of prove himself. He's uncommitted so far, and that would be Tevin Carter out of Memphis, Tennessee.
1: I believe the only uncommitted player that's coming out here. Correct me if I'm wrong, Blair, but Tevin's another guy who I happen to see. I'm not not trying to be biased towards that Nashville camp, but I I like Tevin a lot, man. He's a big physical kid, strong arm. The guy's got some dynamite in that elbow for sure. And he's uncommitted right now. And I'm not sure exactly uh, what all his options are. I mean, honestly, Blair, at this point, a lot of these schools already have their quarterback. And so now you're kind of looking for a school that wants to take two quarterbacks, which not everybody wants to do. So the hope is Tevin comes out, has another really good all-around camp maybe the tape gets out. Some of these colleges will see it and they'll say, you know what? I got to have this guy. So, I mean, he's had some bad luck with COVID and then he had, you know, some health issues and hasn't played a lot of football, not just last year, but his sophomore year as well. So he hasn't really seen, doesn't have a lot of tapes going back to his, just his freshman year or so. Two years, not a lot of tape. I liked him at the Nashville Elite 11. Now he's here again, big stage, best of the best. If he goes out, really strong camp film uh, gets seen by some schools. Hopefully he gets a lot of options. And then those guys, man, just really good kid, easy to root for.
0: So those are some of the players that have a lot to gain this week at the elite 11 finals in Los Angeles. Now let's get to the player that might have the most to lose and you're at the top. So you, you, the only place to go is down and that would be Quinn Ewers. And we're not saying he's going to go down, but, we're saying that he has a now to kind of step it up after what we've seen from a guy like Walter Nolan in recent weeks and how he dominated out in uh, in Florida. Quinn Ewers has kind of that expectation heading into this week to be the top player there, to be you know the all world quarterback that we believe him to be, and, and so he has some of that pressure on him to to perform.
1: I think there is some pressure, right? I mean, last year it was Caleb Williams, and and if there's I, one criticism, and I, I don't mind putting this out. You know, I think the Elite 11 uses a system, a formula to pick their 20, which I agree with. It's it's tape, it's in-person performance, and it's your athletic testing. And then you're graded on that, let's just call it one through 20, and then that carries over into the actual event. If it was me, I'd wipe that out. I'd start from scratch. Everybody's on the same level playing field. And last year, you know, a lot of controversy because Caleb Williams was number one going in along with Tyler Buckner. And, and they both struggled just a little bit. But Buckner struggled and, and Caleb was just okay for him. and But he still got the MVP and people were saying, wait, he wasn't the best guy. Well, because c- he carried that formula of being the number one guy on their ranking board going into the camp and, and they still keep that same ranking. So if you're 12th going in, it's hard to get into that top three. So saying that, blair quinn who was for me is special i've said it a lot in fact i've gotten you know some kind of funny emails and dms and whatever they send you on 24 7 and for for your comments on this podcast you got a crush on this kid what's your what you ohio state are you uh, did you go to ohio state or something are you a homer did not go to the ohio state university i went to the harbor of the west also known as cal state fullerton and (laughs) so i i love viewers though quinn but there is a lot of pressure. And so if you're saying who's got the most to lose, you know, most to the game, you mentioned Brown, I mentioned Carter, Pyraman, who has the most to lose? It's probably Quinn in the sense that he's number one right now. And I think he's number one at the quarterback position by a pretty big gap, but maybe not number one overall by a huge gap. You know, remember Trevor Lawrence did have a great finals and we still kept him number one because again, the body of the work and the upside oh, was so easy to see. And so for me, even if Quinn doesn't have a great week, it's going to be hard for me to see him drop saying that though, you know, I I know just from a publicity standpoint, just from fan backlash and whatnot, you know, people love to go on social media and, you know, act act silly if he doesn't rip it and doesn't have a great week, you know, people are going to come out and say overrated, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, I think just from a, a publicity standpoint and just, you know, reputation wise, it'd be great if he goes and has a great week, but if he doesn't, yeah, there's going to probably be a lot of negativity coming out from, you know, some of these, uh, Angry little trolls you see on social media.
0: All eyes will be on the Ohio State commit, Quinn Ewers, at the Elite 11 finals this week in Los Angeles. Greg, how can fans keep up with our coverage of the Elite 11 finals?
1: Hopefully, just go on 247sports.com. It's a trick question, but I don't know. 247sports.com. We'll have all the question. coverage. It was a trick question
0: because not only can they do that, they can obviously stay locked into 247sports.com, but they could also watch a lot of that over on CBS Sports HQ. I'm sure you'll be making a few cameos. Uh, We'll be bringing videos and live coverage from the Elite 11 finals in Los Angeles. So remember, CBS Sports HQ is your home for all things Elite 11. Greg, can't wait to see you out in Manhattan Beach. Pack the sunscreen, my friend.
1: I never pack sunscreen, Blair. You know this. I'm not a sunscreen guy. I will pack a polo shirt, and you pack a polo shirt as well. I want to see we, you looking sharp.
0: I will. I got a haircut lined up, and I'll be looking sharp as, as much as I can. So remember, <laughs> stay locked in 24-7 sports throughout the week for all the latest from the Elite 11 Finals in Los Angeles, as well as the recruiting scoop on your favorite college football team. For Greg Biggins, I am Blair and Hulo. Thanks for listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.